0: Hey guys, this is Xavi, and you're listening to SAS Stories. Today, I sit down with Andy Baldacci, the CEO of SaberSim, and we chat about how Group HQ helps startups support their customers and increase customer satisfaction. Now, you may be listening to this. and wondering why we're talking about Group HQ when Andy is the CEO of SaberSim. Well, the thing is, at the time of recording this interview, Andy was a marketer at Groove HQ, but he's since moved on from there and is now the founder of his own company called Saber Sim. In our chat today, we dive into who the founder of Groove HQ is, how and why he decided to start the company, what customer support means, and so much more. I had an awesome chat with Andy and I can't wait to share this one with you guys. So, without further ado, here's my chat with Andy.
1: I have kind of an interesting background. So I was a professional poker player for eight years. Um, Yeah. And so kind of put my way through college with that. And then for four years or so afterwards. um, But along the way, like I always was actually interested in business. I was attracted to poker because I like problem solving Um, like math. I like like finding solutions to things that a lot of people might not kind of look at as solvable. Um, But to me, like business was what always like excited me. And so while I was playing, I was always just sort of studying everything I could about business, about startups, about marketing, about sales, about everything. Um, And in the last few years of poker, I had kind of decided, okay, I want to transition out of this. And so I started kind of blogging just about everything i would learned along the way. And then that it helped me make some connections in the, the startup world. And I slowly built up a consulting practice um, just focusing on, on marketing for B2B software companies. And I did that for a few years, which then transitioned into uh, my full-time job at Groove, which I started about 18 months ago. And this is my first like full-time job since probably... I was 17, maybe, uh, and I'm about 30 now. So it, it's been an adjustment going from professional gambling to uh, consulting to full-time job. But I, I've enjoyed the journey for sure. Really
0: interesting.
1: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> speaking
0: about Groove, yeah, could you tell us about the company?
1: Yeah. So at Groove, what we do, um, we're a bootstrap startup and we... When it comes down to it, we make simple customer support software for small businesses. Um, My job with Groove is I'm the demand generation lead. And my job is really just to help bring more leads into that free trial that we have and that most SaaS companies out there have as well. Um, And once they're in this free trial, just getting more of them to become paying customers. And one of the primary tools I use to do that is uh, content marketing.
0: Really cool. And why did you decide to join Group?
1: So there are kind of two sides to it. Um, I was, well, first of all, I was enjoying consulting. I liked the freedom that came with that. Um, you get to see inside a bunch of different businesses, work on a bunch of different projects, but weren't tied down. If you want to take a break, you could kind of, in between projects, just say, hey, I'm not taking on any new work for for the next couple of months, um, but I'll reach back out then. And if you want to travel, if you want to do whatever you could. Um, So I wasn't really looking for a job, but I had always followed Groove and they were always a company that I had looked up to. I knew the team there was really strong. um, They talked about a lot of what they were doing and there was someone I knew I could learn from. Um, And so that was what got me open to the idea is just okay, this is if I did want a job, it would be with a company like this. Uh, And as I kind of started thinking about it, um, there are two real things that stuck out to me. The the first is just, I like to help businesses grow. And that's what got me into consulting. But one of the big kind of downsides of consulting is while you can get a a project in place, you often aren't there to see it until the end. You're not there to see it through. And I really wanted to kind of just focus on one company, one project, and really make an impact there. Um, And the other side of it is just generally speaking, I like helping people kind of level up. I like teaching. And that's what draws me to content marketing because at the end of the day, to me, content marketing is all about education. Um, And that's really what the role that they were looking for at Groove uh, focuses on is content marketing is helping kind of develop and expose our expertise uh, to just give our audience kind of a shortcut to leveling up and helping them build a better business. Really cool. Who's the founder of Groove actually? Yeah, so the founder is Alex Turnbull, um, and he is based out of Rhode Island. And so that's kind of another interesting fact about Groove is that we're fully remote. So while I'm from Maine, I currently live in Austin, Texas. Alex, the founder, is in Rhode Island, and then the rest of our 20 or so person team is kind of spread around the world.
0: I love remote companies, man. I think is the future. For sure. Why did he decide to start Groove? What was that one thing that got him to be like, yeah?
1: So Alex was at a startup uh, that he co-founded uh, years ago, probably about 10 years ago, and one of his roles in in kind of overseeing operations there was managing the customer support team and figuring out how to kind of just put processes and systems in place to to just have kind of a well-oiled customer support team in their company and after trying all the tools out there none of them were a good fit. Um, He ended up going with one of the big players in the space even to this day, but it was just clearly not built for even a well-funded company like he was at. It's built for thousand person organizations and big enterprises. And while smaller companies could use it, they could tell it wasn't built for them. And so it was just a constant struggle to get things to work and to do the simple things that he wanted to do. And After the company exited, after he sold the company, um, he was kind of looking at other opportunities and realized that the market for customer support tools in those few years hadn't really improved. Still, those big players were out there just offering big, bloated, clunky software. Um, And so he really saw space in the market to offer something that was easy to use and, and simple but still gave businesses the power that they needed to to grow so it wasn't a tool that they would outgrow in just a few months it was something that they could scale uh with their business and that's originally how how Groove came about was kind of just scratching his own itch um and drawing on his own experiences at his first startup
0: really cool and uh speaking of customer support what does that even mean
1: it's a good question um and if you ask probably a dozen business owners or a dozen customer support leaders, what that means, you probably get a dozen different answers. To me, though, just trying to keep it simple. I think customer support is about supporting customers before, during, and after the purchase, whatever that may mean. Uh, The typical way we think about it is answering their questions, but I think it can be a lot broader than that. Um, And we can get into kind of some of those differences if you want, but generally speaking, I think it's about supporting the customers before, during, and after the buying process and making them uh, have a successful experience with whatever it is that you sell.
0: Interesting. And what's the problem with the way uh, companies do their customer support?
1: So to me, I think the first problem is that most companies don't have that broad of a definition of customer support. They're really just looking at it as what happens after someone buys, and that's fine. That's kind of the way most companies out there operate. But you're not getting the full value that you could if that's all you're you're seeing customer support as is a post purchase tool. Um, and kind of going with that, a lot of companies are also kind of view it as exclusively a reactive channel, meaning that they see customer support's role as only coming into play when someone reaches out and asks them a question or does something uh, that gets their attention. They're waiting for the problems to come to them. And I think if you take a more uh, proactive approach that again, just can add significant value and really turn customer support from what many view as a cost center um, into a profit center. And kind of the last thing is just when companies put it all together, A lot of them, especially uh, in startups that are growing quickly um, but haven't yet really matured, a lot of these companies just lack kind of the systems and processes to actually deliver effective support consistently. Most of them are just running out of everything out of their Gmail inbox. um, And that's kind of fine in the beginning. But as you have more customer support agents, as you have just more customers, there's more things going on, it just quickly gets out of control. And it's hard to know who's working on what. Things are falling through the cracks and it kind of just doesn't work. And so those are sort of the the main areas that I see companies uh, going uh, in the wrong direction when it comes to customer support. Really cool. And uh, how does your product work? Yeah, so I don't want to get like super, super deep into the product. I'll give a high-level overview, but if you want to check out the product, head over to GrooveHQ.com and definitely check it out. But just at a high level, um, we we just see our product as sort of what you'd call like a shared inbox. And so what it does is it lets teams easily manage their customer conversations by just giving them the tools that they need to simplify the process for the agents actually responding to those conversations and also give the managers overseeing those agents, the insights they need to keep everything on track. So basically in Groove, they get a dashboard that lets them manage all of their customer communication channels, whether it's email, the phone, social, let's manage all of that in one place. They can set up rules to kind of um, automatically route conversations to the right person. They can set up templates or what we call canned replies to easily and quickly follow up to customers uh, for the most common requests. You can set up alerts so that you know when another agent's already replying uh, to a ticket so you don't kind of send a double reply, which happens a lot when you're just working out of an inbox. Uh, But really, like I was saying, we just give them the tools that the agents can do their job effectively and the managers actually know what's going on and can keep things on track.
0: Sounds like a really cool stuff. So what makes you guys different from your competitors now?
1: So for us, since the company was launched about five years ago, um, a lot has changed in the market. There are more tools out there um, for sure. And there are some tools that are or were at least targeting a similar part of the market as we are. And that's the small but growing businesses. And so it's not like you only have us or the enterprise offerings out there. There's a lot in between. And so figuring out how we stand out has been a real challenge um, because just by existing before we stood out. But what we've really been, been focused on now is kind of doubling down on those smaller businesses, those small but growing businesses, and customizing and building a product entirely around their needs. And so what typically happens in the space or in any real software space, I guess you could say, is that when a company enters and gets success, they typically consistently move up market. So they'll originally start selling to other startups. They'll then move to SMBs and then... If it all goes well, typically they'll start selling to enterprise customers. Um, One of the main reasons for that is a huge number of software companies out there take venture capital backing and their investors kind of force that growth trajectory. We're a bootstrap company, so we don't have those pressures. So we're able to say, okay, these are our customers yesterday, today, tomorrow. That's not going anywhere. And so we really can customize the entire solution around that uh, market segment, and so, what we've been doing is just making it more than just a slogan, saying that we're simple customer support software. Um, we're really just going over the UX. We're going over every piece of our product to make it as simple as possible. And we think that it's hard to put into words right now. And I guess I do need to work on that, as as part of my job is putting things into words. But we were confident that. When you get into a trial of our product and compare it to the others, it will, sort of like Apple says, it, things just work. Um, it, it's a simple experience. And that's kind of what we're trying to focus on, on the software side of things. But one of the other things that we're really proud about is kind of the the content marketing that i had mentioned before. Because while, again, I think Groove is best in class for help desk software, what I'm personally most excited about right now is our content. And that is kind of how people are able to take our software and actually build an effective customer support organization using that. Because it's one thing to give someone a hammer, but it's another to ask them to build a house. And that's where I think a lot of companies are, are kind of missing the boat when it comes to co- content marketing. Most companies out there blog nowadays, but very few actually share anything that will truly help their customers or just their audience at large do a better job, uh, whatever that might mean for them. And so we have kind of two big initiatives that we're working on now. Uh, The first is um, we're releasing what we call Groove 2.0 and that's for our software that's been taking everything we've learned over the last few years, wrapping it up into a new modern, more powerful and more flexible Tool, which we're hoping to roll out. I'm not sure when this is going live, but uh, we're planning on having it live uh, on our site for the software in October. And then we're also going to be relaunching our blog. And one of the big parts of that is going to be with Groove's Customer Support Academy. And there we're going to kind of just go. More in depth on specific topics, just everything from making your first customer support hire to scaling your team to beyond five agents. So kind of covered a lot there, but there's a lot going on and there's a lot, I think, that that we're doing to to stand out in the market.
0: And what kind of results can customers expect from using Groove?
1: So With the customers that I've talked to and with all the businesses I've spoken with over the years, customers are not. um, You kind of heard how I was describing the customer-supported organizations that, in my opinion, aren't run as well as they could be. And if you're actually working in those teams, things are a mess. Your agents are getting burnt out. They're answering the same question day after day after day they're constantly fighting with whatever tools you have in place and it makes their life a living hell. For the manager, they don't know what's going on. And so they're constantly stressed out, having to chase down everyone to see what people are working on. Customers are getting mad because things aren't replied to in time or ever. Um, And so things are just kind of a mess. And to me, when customers are able to get up and running with our software and, and with sort of our approach to customer support in general, the goal, the ideal solution is just have support run like a well oiled machine, which means you're not going to have these constant fires popping out that require all hands on deck to put out. You're not going to have customer conversations falling through the cracks and the managers are always going to know what's going on. And it's not as easy by any means as all of the listeners are going to know of just putting a tool in place and then everything's fixed. Um, but with work, with using um, our educational to try to uh, fix the systems, fix the process and get their team on board, our successful customers um, are able to achieve that kind of goal of, of a well-oiled machine.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of the show. If you did, Why not subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this and you'll get notified whenever we release a new episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening. See you next time.